0: You can find it on my website at, at a time.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, how you doing today? It is Thursday and topic number two with Jonathan Twamley is going to be about a stock. Yes, Jonathan and I usually talk real estate, sometimes single family, sometimes multifamily, but you know what? We're going to talk about GameStop, maybe AMC, maybe Bed Bath & Beyond, but likely more the mania around them. So how are you doing today, Jonathan? I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. So, I, the first question I want to ask before we get into the mania of the current, I want to rewind the clock and get your experience from the 1999 bubble. We're like, were you in it, or were you just busy working and didn't really experience it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was. I was not. I I think, if I remember back, I had you know a small amount of money in a 401k at that point because I had just started my my legal career. And I, if you can believe this. When I started working, they wouldn't even let you participate in the 401k for the first year. I remember, it was like, yeah. Yeah, remember that? Like yeah. So I so I think by 19, I started working beginning of 98, so I started investing in 99 into the 401k and had some money in it, but yeah. it, it was not, you know, it was not, a, not a, I wasn't like freaking out like a lot of people, like, you know, the partners in my law firm. Yeah in the crash, we're all, Ah. you know, freaking out. But, uh, um, I mean, we actually had a partner who knew Jerry Yang in college and had given him $10,000 for, to start Yahoo. And, uh, and he retired because his Yahoo stock was so valuable uh-huh. and then and then he came back <laughs> because you know, I was like, like tanked yeah. you know, in the crash that's funny so uh yeah. yeah so I mean that's kind of like my memory of 1999
0: yeah so let me just catch everyone up so I was in the valley I've been in the valley 50 years I saw the 99 crash up close and personal oh by the way I was in software right mm-hmm. talk about like the epicenter of what was going on I remember parties where people were 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 just doing silly things. I remember companies being valued that had no revenue. Uh, I remember Webvan being the thing, right? Webvan way back when, just going ask parabolic. Everybody was like, "Which search engine is going to win?" I remember Ask Jeeves and Excite and all these other ones going on. It was a crazy time. I mean, in the Valley, I have never felt that kind of energy. I mean, mm. everybody was excited everybody was moving and shaking and all of that. And oh, by the way, that's the time of my life where I turned seven grand into 200 because I jumped in, right? 200 grand. In the stock market. In the stock market. Yeah. Yeah. Before my real estate investing. Uh, And it was, I thought I was an investor, but I was just a speculator, you know, playing in the market. So I I bring a lot of experience in pain to this conversation because my 200 turned into 40 very quickly. It took me it took me like 18 months to go from seven to 200. and It took me like weeks to go from 200 to 40. Yeah,
1: Actually, I'll just
0: give you one more memory of of Mm -hmm. that time. I just, I remember
1: that, um, that was when law firms went from suit and tie to business casual. And the reason was because so many people were leaving and going to tech startups Ah. and they were, they were desperate to do anything to try to stem the tide and, and, (laughs) um, we got we got raises like that sort of 1999 into 2000 period before the crash we got like three or four raises during the course of the year because they were trying to like staunch the flow of people going to to tech firms and i mean it was it was nuts and then they went to business casual and you know they did everything except what they really needed to do was like hire more people to like relieve some of the strain because we yeah. were also dealing with um y2k right so oh, big, i remember, so yeah. i was like on the y2k task force at my firm and like everybody was like freak and there was all this so much work yeah. around like y2k i remember c- compliance and then it was like a big nothing <laughs> when it happened you know uh it's funny i remember my uncle my uncle was a computer guy from what like like from back in the 50s and i remember yeah. him talking to me like in the 80s about y2k like what was going to happen like yeah you know, none of the computers could are going to be able to handle they didn't
0: recognize zero zero yeah, yeah they wouldn't
1: recognize zero zero and all the world was going to go you know to hell
0: <laughs> and then, then it didn't
1: happen yeah, yeah. so
0: um, yeah well the reason i wanted to talk i wanted to just give everybody a, a qualifier of our experience because all our conversations are our experience I want to relate it to what's been going on. And we'll just pick on GameStop. You can pick on any stock you want to, but GameStop's the one that everybody's talking about. It has gone parabolic. Uh, it has, uh, frankly, retail investors kicked Wall Street in the nuts because Wall Street, frankly, did some unwise things and the retail investor caught them. And because of forums and in technology and apps, the retail investors organized and took on Wall Street and won. I think for a lot of things... You know, the first step of this the first step of this conversation is, I think, net positive. Uh, there will be a downside. We'll talk about in a minute. But I think the first step of this is, you know, what the retail investors organized. They found a stock that was being mistreated by Wall Street, which I would think 140% short of a float is a bad idea. So I, you know, I want to give I want to give the retail investors in uh, Reddit props for finding it and and pushing chips to the middle of the table.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I have a little bit of a different view. I think a okay. lot of this um, has been sort of the same pile on that you see in Bitcoin. It looks very similar to me.
0: Oh, no, that's where we're going to go next. But I yeah. just want to say, you know, like the first move, Yeah. it was retail investors organized because it started slowly. I mean, if you go back right. and look at like the first three or four or seven days, it was, it was actually legit right. analysis going, but, that's a problem. Right.
1: But what I what I mean, though, is that mm-hmm. then you've got all these people just sort of piling into this yes. because they, not because they had any view of it, but because they're just like, they see other people making money and they see this thing going up and then there's all this chatter in these chat rooms. Yes. And so everybody starts piling in yes. because they want to take advantage of the upswing. Yeah. And, you know, and then that sort of, you know, I was reading an analysis about this the other day about sort of the dynamic of what happens is, once enough people piled in and started pushing the price up, you know, then the margin calls on the short sellers became bigger and bigger and bigger. So they started having to sell to cover. Yes. Even though, even though their position may well have been the correct position to take, because you look at like, you know, GameStop is a, was this company or is this company that's a retail based company, like retail is dying brick and mortar plus, plus COVID. Yep. All their competitors are online. And they were not going online now. So they got some activists in who are now saying, you know, we can go online, but it's still kind of speculative as to whether that's going to happen. Sure. So, the sh- the, so the short bet made a lot of sense. And as with some of these other retailers too, but you've got, but as, as the price was pushed up, these the short sellers were forced, forced yeah. to buy to cover and the buying to cover raises the price of the stock more, yeah, right? So it just perpetuates this parabolic run-up and then, then, and then that draws in more people. You have this network effect, and like oh yeah, kind of it's a feedback loop where more and more people jump in. So I, I think you know maybe there might have been some of the early actors who were like, hey, we're going to take the contrary bet because we don't believe that the short position. We thought the short, the short position is over. overdone. Yeah. Yeah, it's overdone, uh, and then you know we think there's money to be made here, but mm-hmm. that doesn't justify. No, the the subsequent.
0: I'm not saying it does. I'm I'm, I'm, I just want to give I I, you know I want to peel this apart because again I think, I think at least in the beginning you know again I think the early days maybe the first week of this run up was, fundamentally retail investors organizing because that's been the hardest thing for retail investors right you I we can do our analysis make our bet but it's so small, but because we have these forums now because we have apps you can sort of you can get a collective, and you can go one direction but there is downside. Because the collective, like you say, has a feedback loop, yeah. forces behavior. And the other thing that you didn't mention that I think is going on right now is there was, a, there was several hedge funds that were short and they started getting their teeth kicked in. Their first result is we're going to go harder, right? We're going to short more, right? We're going to, we're going to kill the retail investor by increasing our short or whatever they would do. Right. That didn't work. So what's going to happen is one of these hedge funds is going to peel off. They're going to walk around the table they're going to go to the retail side and they're going to go okay now we're buying we're going to run this up extra high because that's going to bring the feedback loop of fear missing out it's going to cause my other hedge fund buddies to lose and probably go out of business we're going to run it 2 3 400% higher than it normally would and then we're going to walk around the table and we're going to we're going to eat twice i think that is all happening right now well <laughs> i mean it could happen
1: you know so the thing that's that's also happening with this now is now the SEC is looking into this though, right? Because there's a Oh sure. Of course this this is this is a kind of stock market manipulation. And you know, I think that th- we've never seen this before because we haven't had the tech to enable it to happen, right? Exactly. There has been you know the classic pump and dump. And look, we might when this is all said and done, might see some of that too, sure. where this was this was the the ability to use technology and social media to create a frenzy around this so that the people who got in early could pump yeah. and dump uh, it, you know, it used to happen in, it, just by forcing the price up and, yep. and, and chattering a bit, but that, but you couldn't do it as easily and quickly as you can now, yeah, right? Of so to create that positive feedback loop. Yeah. So, uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I've heard that this is some kind of populist reaction against, Hedge funds, maybe it is, maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think know, that's like- all
0: spin at this point. It, I think it did start from a good place. I think uh, it started to get notice, and then I think fear of missing out, uh, running up high. And I really do think there's a hedge fund that suddenly switched sides. I think that's what happened. It's they switch sides. They have bigger pile. They're they're, they're going to push it up. But again, the other thing I will say is this is no longer about GameStop. Yeah, the stock is not GameStop, and GameStop's not the stock. There's no reason to be $500 a share or $300 a share, have a, have a market cap bigger than X or Y or Z. It's, it's not about the business. This will eventually implode. This is, this is why I track the consumer because they're predictable, right? This is now in that parabolic move where people are going to be jumping in. And then at some point the rug, you know, it takes stairs up and elevator down. This will be the, you know, this is just the latest tulip bulb to go back to what happened in the Netherlands. It has no intrinsic value. It's, Warren Buffett says that stocks are a a weighing machine ultimately, but sometimes they're a voting machine and today GameStop's a voting machine. Well, so let's, let's contrast this with Bitcoin.
1: Sure. Because, because the way that I view this GameStop has a lot more intrinsic value than Bitcoin does, right? Is the reason that the, the market move is the same. The market idea is this is going to go up and somebody else will pay me for this, Mm. right? So I'm going to be able to sell my, bitcoin or my share of stock uh to somebody else if i if i want to and i'm betting that the price is going to still be high as opposed to being zero mm-hmm. and you'll and and you see the same kind of justifications like oh well the big banks are getting into bitcoin now well of course, of course they're getting into it they're not they're not they're, this is not like them saying oh bitcoin is a like a thing. This is them saying we see an opportunity to make some money off this thing, yeah. and we're gonna and we're not gonna and we're gonna invest you know some infinitesimally small percentage yeah. of our investable assets into this thing, which is enough to move the price of it a lot. Yeah. And and then and the minute that we see trouble, we're gonna sell out our positions and take a profit. That doesn't mean you know oh we believe that Bitcoin is like you know an asset or a a store value or anything. yeah. So, but GameStop, as opposed to Bitcoin, actually has brick and mortar. St- it has assets. It has brick and mortar stores. It has all these, this inventory of games. It has an enormous customer list, right? It has leases yeah. that are, that have value. So there's actually value. There is a liquidation value sure. to, to GameStop. Whereas the liquidation value of Bitcoin is zero, right? Yeah. And as soon as the market... I mean, look, it may never happen or may never happen in our lifetimes, but as soon as sufficient numbers of people think, oh, Bitcoin isn't worth anything, it mm-hmm. will cease to be worth anything, mm-hmm. right? And that's kind of what happens with like a stock like, like uh, GameStop. And, and I, I think you know, there's some, at least anecdotal evidence that the rise up in Bitcoin and in GameStop and the stock market in general or it has, is a result of people being bored, mm-hmm. sitting at home, playing making bets on the stock market. I mean that group that caused the the reddit group that caused this run up in GameStop is called wall street bets, right? Yeah. It's it is basically saying we're making bets. There's no like fundamental yeah, analysis. It's not here. investing it's bets. No, it's not, it's like we're making a bet that this is going to go up. Yeah. And and so I, I think that it'll be interesting to see what happens when people are back at work whether yeah. they're still Well
0: I think the there's
1: a when they're not getting you yeah, know, the stimulus checks where yeah. people are betting money with stimulus checks. And you know, and so I, I I think that I think that the Bitcoin phenomenon and the GameStop phenomenon are are related. And they may also be related psychologically in the sense that there is the a large element behind Bitcoin is like you know, it's it's uh like s- stick it to the to the man. Stick it to the man. Right? Yeah, get right. Wall Street, there's, there's, yeah. Right, I mean, the, the Bitcoin thing is like we don't believe in you know government, we don't believe in fiat currency, we don't believe in you know. So this is we're gonna go invest in something else that has nothing to do with that. And I think the GameStop is sort of similar in the sense it's like, hey, we're gonna go and eat these big guys lunch, yeah, right? Because like we're tired, we hate you know big business, we hate big government, we hate big everything, yeah. And um, so the I, I think it's they're they're similar. You know, like I they, think there's there's some kind of tie between the two. Yeah. So we'll see where this where this winds up. But. Couple
0: of, couple of three things I want to mention before we wrap yeah. up this section. First and foremost, I totally get where you're coming from. I think the GameStop actually is, has a little bit of extra gasoline because what people are doing is they're selling calls to generate money to buy stock, and it's they're adding this leverage that just gets more and more positive as the stock climbs, right? and uh it feels good while it happens i was there i i I know but it will end GameStop will not be a million dollar stock it won't be eight hundred dollar stock i mean it just it eventually it won't be an eight hundred dollar stock in two years right i don't know how long this is going to last it will get back to a weighing machine eventually uh and i'll tell people if you if you are in it today right you still have an open position do me a favor take your original capital back don't be in worse shape. Get your original capital back. If you want to let it run after that, who cares? But don't be an idiot like I was. Take at least your original capital back. And if you want to be conservative, sell half. Sell half. You yeah. don't actually make any money by pointing at your, your stock trading account, looking, hey, I've got 20 grand or 200 grand or $2 million. You make it when you sell. Exactly. So be it's careful. the same
1: as any other asset, the same as Bitcoin, the same as real estate, the same as anything it's all paper profits until you actually sell it and put the cash in the bank. Yes. Right. So, um, so the fact that right now, there's a frenzy around an asset, you know, doesn't mean there's any, you may have temporary net worth growth, Yeah. but, it, but until you stick the cash in the bank or put it into something that is, you know, historically a lot, like put it in gold or something where there's this yeah. very, very long historic store of value, uh, you know, you, you've got, yeah. you don't have anything. So, um, you know, especially with real estate where it's leveraged, you can go negative, right? I mean, you can Absolutely. go, you can go negative on your investment. And we're going if, to
0: talk about that next. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so, um, so just, you know, be proceed with caution is, is I think the message both of us are very cool. You know,
0: enjoy it while it lasts enjoy and, it while it and, lasts. Make, and
1: take your profits before it ends. There you go. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs>